your own family well, reunions morning, that you, you know you only go to once a and year and night, you see the I sh- the I nephews shared last and the nieces night and, and and they've grown and, uh, they've grown Pastor a Jonah or, and uh, Pastor Tom whatever shared this morning. It's the first I, time uh, I've heard him speak since last year. Was thinking along that lines is that I look at those two as kid brothers. You know, we're 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 I'm brothers. Sitting up front. We're, we grew we're growing up together. The four so groups that are coming this afternoon. So impressed by the grace I look of at as so elder impressed by the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. Elder statesmen, young people men who have experienced what I could only dream making about, making you proud. Glory to God. He's so and good. live their lives well. He's so good. Living their lives well. They inspire me all the time. I see and hear what they're doing and it just makes me jealous. Causes me to want to follow even more. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And these folks coming and speaking this afternoon are worth following. They've given up more than what we would ever think of having and continue to do so. Glory to God. Vern and Mary, when they came a little over a year ago, a couple of years, we've known each other for years and years and years. Traveled and ministered together. Ministered locally. But when they came and said the Lord was leading them to be a part of us, huh, just humbled me. Just humbled me to, to my very core. That God would bless us with such gifts. Vern and Mary have been ministering on, on the streets in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and around the world. Forever and ever. For a long time. And it's not in the glamorous places that you would think. They haven't made the cover of Charisma magazine yet. And they're not looking to either. They're truly doing it as unto the Lord. They're going to the lowest of the low, the ones who are hurting the most. Every day. When they go and and do street ministry. They go to places that are just, you know, really. Well, I'll pray for you. Glory to God. But they inspire me. They've uh, helped the poor. They have a warehouse that they receive donations. And God, I have watched God surprisingly, amazingly bless them. Over and over and over. The, The warehouse get full and empty, full and empty, full and empty, full and empty provision of God and never never once asking for anything else <laughs> you ever read of people like Muller George Muller who did what they did and, and never asked we get, to, we get to hang out with one we get to hang out with a couple that does that lives that way powerful. They also head up our 
Freedom Group on Thursday night. Chemical Dependency Freedom. They take people out on the streets. They they in, in help us, or we help them doing ministry. They're bringing in families from the east side as the Lord opens doors. Let's give a warm welcome to Vern, Mary North. Good afternoon, everyone. It's an honor to be able to speak to you this afternoon. Um, I'm, uh, I've been talked to by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the hand of the Lord or the word of the Lord has come on to me. And uh, what I'm going to be speaking about uh, is going to open it up for the speakers after, but it needs to be spoke because it's going to add the vision and to the overall calling of the church uh, because it's the word of God and it needs to be spoken. That's a testimony. Uh, It's interesting that Pastor John and the Holy Spirit uh, teamed up to to go with these scriptures. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. But it's all grouped in the same sentence. Now, the blood never loses its power But on the other side, a testimony can lose its power. And uh, if you'll open your Bible to Genesis chapter 3, we're going to read about a testimony. We know that Adam and Eve fell in the garden, and and this is in verse uh, uh, 10. But we're going to hear a testimony. And uh, they were walking, uh, the Lord was walking in the cool of the garden looking for his people, or his uh, two. And uh, Adam replied, or God said to him, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid, and I was afraid. That's a testimony. Sin caused him to hide. I've dealt with a number of Christians where sin always causes Christians to hide. And one of the things is the calling on my life is one that's going to give you what the purity of the word says, but also it's going to give you uh, the truth of the word. In John chapter 14, John chapter 15, John chapter 16, it says, How be it, and uh, he, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll guide you in truth. I was talking to this uh, couple, and uh, they have a child that's in the ditch, and uh, the child lies consistently to them. And the more he lies, the less they trust. Now you tell me you would like to have a friend that would lie to you all the time. You wouldn't really rely much on the friend, would you? Basically, the lying is a testimony. Is it not? So we're talking about integrity. Follow my word, follow my word. The word is my testimony. Follow my word. My word is truth, my word is stationary, and my word 
brings peace. My word brings direction. My word brings destiny. Stick with my word, and thou shalt follow peace. For I am the Prince of Peace, saith the Lord. We're talking about testimony. And again, I'd like to have you turn over to Galatians, and we're going to look at testimony here. Testimony is part of what Pastor John has laid up as far as uh, the overall tenet to this conference uh, and what we're doing here. And we're going to look at two testimonies in here. One from Peter and one from Paul. One a false testimony of Peter and one of the truth from Paul. Now I'm going to ask you this. What station there did Peter, call, Peter stand in Was he not an apostle? Was he not of the twelve original? And yet he's going to start talking about a lie. Interesting here. Because I said to the Lord, do you really want me to preach this? Do you really want me to talk about this? Well, there's cleansing from the truth. There's some doctrines say you don't have to repent anymore. Well, uh, that doctrine is really really fixed to compromise. And I would say this, that if we look at John John the Baptist, was he a compromiser or was he a person of truth? Okay? Then the church needs to be just like that, a congregation of truth. And again, we're seeing uh, one, uh, one part of the one of the other gentlemen said about the world. Well, the world right now, in, in 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 not the world of our world, but the world of denominational Christianity, is bordering on day by day lying and changing the truth. And again, you heard uh, that one pastor say, you come out of a bad world. Well, I come out of a worse world than he did. And every, anybody that's born again come out of a terrible world. Verse 11. Chapter 2, verse 11. And Peter, when he came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face. For what he, what he did was very wrong. He first arrived, he ate with the Christians who were uh, not of the circumcision. And afterward, when some friends, James, came, Peter would, eat, would not eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism. You really believe in tongues? You know that 50% of the kids under 21 years old in the church believe that there's other ways to get to heaven other than Christ? i just throw that out. I just heard that statistic. As a result, the Jewish Christians followed Peter's hypocrisy, and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. When I saw that they were not following the truth of the gospel, I said to Peter in front of them all, all the others, 
Since you, a Jew by birth, have discarded the Jewish laws and are living like a Gentile, why are you trying to make these Gentiles follow the Jewish traditions? You and I are Jews by birth, not sinners like the Gentiles. Yet we know that a person is not made right by, with God, but by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. One of the really critical things that I'm watching happen is not so much the law coming, but compromise coming. Compromise. I, when I got out of prison, about a year after I got out of prison, I had a prob- probation officer named uh, Mr. Childs. And uh, when I first got out of prison, I said to him, I'm never going back. And he looked like me like this. He said, are you related to Pinocchio? <laughs> he said, I've had all kinds of guys tell me that. And they all went back to prison. But a year later, this man come to me, and he said, for some reason, for some reason, I'm going to go to the state of Minnesota and get your your civil rights restored so you can be a citizen. See, I was not a citizen of the United States. And then I got got my citizenship back, but in in, in 1981, I become a citizen of heaven. This compromise that went on here, you got an apostle that walked daily with Jesus. Peter was there, uh, you know, he was in the boat and he seen Jesus walk on the water. He got out and walked on the water, didn't he? And now he's in, in Galatia and he's about, about trying, if he would have compromised, it could have led a whole bunch of compromisers. If he would, if, if he would have got by with it. I'm on the street a a lot, and I witness to a lot of people, and I have people say, well, you know, I'm a Mormon, I'm getting to go to heaven. I say, wrong? Big W, wrong. And And I don't get nice stuff said to me. Me and Wayne were on the street, and this guy, a Muslim, says to me, I don't like you people. You drink whiskey and eat pork. I don't drink whiskey anymore, but I would have told him, I said, I eat a lot of pork, and I like it. You know, a testimony is so precious. Because really the testimony that I have is about the grace of God, the love of God, the kindness of God. What I have really belongs to Him, and He shares it with me. You know, I've been in the ministry uh, quite a few years now, and I've seen, I've ministered with a lot of different ministers. I've been around a lot of ones. I was on staff at a big church where they got 10,000 people and you had all the big so all the big people come through all the big ministries come through and all the rest of it but God doesn't look he's no respecter of persons it doesn't make any difference if they drive up in a Rolls Royce or they ride in on a donkey 
We've been in places with John and with Marta and other places where the people don't have bathrooms. They go right out on the ground. And yet God loves them so much. He loves as much as He did Kenneth Hagin or anybody else. But listen now, some of the commentary about compromise. And I'm going to be reading some footnotes, and this is from the New Living Translation. But Paul charged that Peter's action violated the good news by joining with the Judaizers. Peter was supporting their claim that Christ was not sufficient for salvation. But compromise, but compromise is an important element of getting along with others. So how much will you, Christian, compromise so you can get along with somebody? Are you going to compromise that there's, there's nine gifts of the Spirit, that they're all relevant to the church today, and they need to be preached, they need to be exercised, they need to be shown, because they're in the Word of God? Well, I'm a pastor that happens not to believe in that, so I'll leave it out. That's compromise. If what needs to be done, this uh, 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 revival, is the revival going to be full of compromise or full of God? Half a God or all a God? Then what do we need to be full of? All a God. And when the pastor's talking about dying to self, basically we're talking about mortifying the deeds of the flesh. I, I like it where this guy was asked, he had a, a couple of t- cell phones, and they were all used up on their, on their uh, 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 gigabytes and everything. They, they had, he like had 1,200 selfies. I mean, like me, myself, and I. It's like the guy standing in the mirror, looking at the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the greatest of them all? And he says, well, I am. Compromise. Well, it's almost like a cancer to, to much of the denomination where they're going to compromise. They had a, they had a, church, they had a school in Blaine at Christmas time singing Christmas songs about, about, the, about uh, Christ and stuff, and then they were singing about Allah. Yeah. Because they, they, want, they wanted to get along. You tell me how much did Jesus get along with the Judaizers? He said, you're of your father the devil and lust he will do. For he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Anybody that's going through the boo-hoos and me, myself, and I and, and, and crying on people all the time, they're self-centered. What goes out on the street to the people that are lost is the truth. The truth that sets them free. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And the ministers that are going to get up here have been through a lot of battles and they need to stay on the truth because that's how their ministry started and that's how you should finish it. Because as this end times, and we're in the end times, this is not a time 
for some uh, looking around and seeing if something is going to happen. It's happening. And it's happening now. And the Bible says faith is what? Now. And we're in the midst of this now time. But there's some other interesting comments about this, about the compromise. And it says here again, Although Peter was a leader in the church, he was acting like a hypocrite. He knew better, yet he was driven by fear of the Judaizers. Fear. Well, according, uh, according to the Scripture, not been given a spirit of fear. And again, on the other side, we have been given a, a, a spirit of understanding what the Holy Spirit wants to be done because we're to be led by the Spirit. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. It's an interesting scripture. Turn to Proverbs 29.25. This is a good one to look at. I'd done a wedding a while back. And in this wedding, it was maybe six months ago, it was in South Minneapolis, and it was right off of Franklin Avenue at a mansion that this couple had rented. But in the congregation today of that wedding, there was a number of people that were uh, men, women, don't know. Do I need to say more? But anyway... I'm up there and I'm gonna. I'm reading from the scriptures, and I'm gonna tell you, it was like a, 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 a legion of a horde of devils had been loose, lo, uh, loosed, and they all could hit home runs like Herbie Plunkett. And I'm up there and I'm gonna perform the wedding, and I'm shaking, and there's a war going on. I got these people looking at me. I'm talking about Jesus, and I'm looking at their eyes, and it was like, what's coming out of them people? wasn't God. And you know something? Am I going to compromise? Uh Uh-uh. This stuff starts rising up inside of me. And uh, I didn't want to introduce him to the five-fold ministry, but it was close. When I was in the world, I burglarized house. I walked down the street and see house. I broke the door in, kicked the door in, going. And even if the people were home, <laughs> how much more should I give to my Christ? How much more are you obligated to stand up and say, "I'm not going to compromise." I've got a vision. My vision is Jesus is Lord. He's my Lord. If you want to go to hell, that's up to you. I had a man come to me in Germany, and he was just railing all over me, telling me to shut my mouth. And I turned around to him with my interpreter, and I said to my interpreter, you tell him he can go right to hell. And he stopped, and he said, what did you say? And the interpreter said, he said, you can go to hell. And he said, I want to talk now. And he ended up getting saved. You tell me what you're going to be able to say to Jesus. You didn't have no backbone. Come on. I mean, he went to the cross, died, whipped. He never said nothing. He went uh, as a sheep like a lamb to the slaughter. He went there because he had to obey the Scriptures. 
oh well I don't have to obey him there's got to be another way to heaven maybe we'll just maybe uh, maybe Allah uh, like the Pope said maybe Allah and Jesus are the same that's air This Christian lady, I believe it was in Alabama, she weighed about 100 pounds. She has four kids in the house. And they had a big patio door with a deck back there, and the door comes open and steps this guy, six foot five. And he said, I'm going to rape you and kill your children. She had one of those big cast iron firing pans, and you know she won. She did not say to him, let's talk about it. Let's compromise. Well, you've got a real pastor. Well, you've got somebody that cares about the sheep. That's the attitude he's going to have about protecting the sheep. If he's got some unruly members in there, he can't do much about it. But the ones that need the protection, that's what they're there for, according to Scripture. Now, i got some more to read about the leadership. Peter opposed him face to face. Sometimes sincere Christians, even Christians' leader, make mis- mistakes. It, is, it may take a sincere Christian to get them back on track. If you are convinced that someone, somebody is doing harm, go to him yourself, not broadcast it all over. But go to them and ask them, where is this doctrine you're preaching? Because you'll get it right. Again, it's so important we're talking about two testimonies. And vision is really part of a testimony. Vision is part of a testimony. I heard Pastor John get up and say about the revival from Solom Springs, and really he's talking about vision. He's really, really casting a testimony with his words that wants to have life in it because the vision has to have life in it. For it to be working. The life is Christ. Interesting. Because there's so much about testimony. Now turn over to Acts chapter 4. I was sitting at the table with Pastor Dan. We were out to dinner the other night. And his wife and... and, uh, and uh, 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 Marta and Dan and Pastor Dan and his wife... And so we, and Mary was there, and I was telling them about an incident on the street. Now, Peter has just started to come to work here, and he's from Hungary. So I have Peter Wayne with me, Wayne uh, uh, Breedall right here, and we got a van, and we're going over to St. Paul. And uh, the van, I park the van, I get out, and there's a volleyball game going on with about 20 people in it. So again, I walk into the midst, and I, I yell, Jesus sent me. Peter's standing right there. He, he's from Romania. And it's Hungary, yeah. He's from Hungary. Well, people in Hungary just aren't like that. So everybody stops. It's like they're staring at me, and I'm in the, right up by the net there. And I'm saying, you heard about Jesus. He died on the cross. He did this for you. He loves you. And now I looked at him. And you need to get saved and saved now. Isn't that what I said? Well, it was like Bud Grant showed up. But that's the anointing. And the people over there don't haven't seen stuff like that. 
But because we're Americans, we're like, that's the way it is. We're Christian Americans. And so I said, you pray this with me. And almost all of them and the ones that I missed, Wayne went over and prayed with the other ones. But that takes boldness by the Holy Ghost. Not something that I'm just going to get out and do for a show for me. That's a testimony to the glory of the power of the Holy Spirit. How God anointed. How God anointed. I had this person say, this leader said to me, i got problems with some of the people that I put in ministry at church here. I said, I hope this is going to come gently to you. You can appoint them, but you can't anoint them. And that's the truth. So again, we're talking about the spirit of truth. My testimony is that God saved me. My testimony is that God took me. I actually burglarized churches and ended up going into church and get saved. Now you talk about grace. You talk about love. I mean, it's an absolute marvel that uh, that there would be that kind of kindness towards me, but that's what it is to all people. Again, so important. Did you turn over to that Proverbs 29, verse 25? And it says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting the Lord means safety. I can't even I can't even say how many times I've been confronted about being on the street and not being out there. I had a pastor from a different denomination told me I had no business on the street. And when he told me, I said, uh, 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 in John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, all men will know that you're my disciples if you have loved one toward another. I looked him in the face and I said, uh, do you know anything about love, pastor? And he put his head down and he walked away. Because we're all called to go. The testimony can come in a private thing. It can be done at your work. But the Bible says that we're actually peculiar people. The peculiar is I don't party, I don't drink, I don't smoke. I I love the ones that do, but it's my job to let them know there's a way to get away from it. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. There was a, a, a statement about here, you know, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord, there is liberty. And, and uh, we go from glory to glory, but going from glory to glory is one that's got the purity of the gospel. The Holy Spirit will not take air and go from glory to glory. I'm going to say that again. He will not take air in doctrinal issues and take us from glory to glory. Because He's the Spirit of what? Truth. It's not about somebody, how big they are. We should be yielding to one another, praying all the time. Use that other minister more than you would ever use me. Because that's away from envy. I was at this church and I seen this guy, this uh, one minister, bouncing down the aisle. He had like 12 people behind him, just like Muhammad Ali would enter into the ring. Just bouncing back and forth, going like this and shadow boxing, get ready. It wasn't long and he was crashed and burned. 
Because there was no glory in that. It was taking upon Him. Eyes upon Him. Can you tell me where it says God will share His glory with people? Come on, is there, is there such a scripture? You know, everything is supposed to be sat, uh, settled by the testimony of two or three. And when I had a call at 2 o'clock in the morning this morning, and there was a young girl on there. She's in a battle with her parents, and all things are going on. What I have, I can talk to her and the parent. I have the truth. I don't look to me because I'm not God. Just ask my wife when I leave the bathroom. <laughs> We're, we're supposed to do the truth, aren't we? <laughs> I've known men so full of st- testosterone, they had hair on their hands. <laughs> supposed to have fun in church, you know. If we only understood the day and the hour we're in, really we could comprehend what God wants to do. The Bible says they'll call good evil and evil good, and it's all going to be topsy-turvy. And we're living in that day, we're living in the hour, Christian. You might as well get ready, you're going to see more. There's going to be glory, but there's going to be a pulling together of one accord of individuals that will work together, help one another. If one of us falls down, we should not let one fall and not help him up. We should have an attitude that we're going to stand together. And one of us goes down. I've been with Dan and Marta. And if, if we would have went down, the four of us would have went down. But we would have done it together. No different than Shadrach, Shid, Meshach, and Abednego. They said to Nebuchadnezzar, if he doesn't deliver us from the fire, we're not going to bow to you. Compromise is bowing. If they had compromised, they would have had bowed. And from the pulpit, one man that we've seen in the last 60 years not bow his knee, neither his son is Franklin Graham and Billy Graham. And we should take up that same mantle because it's not them, it's about the testimony of God. I don't care who's going to be elected, I know who has been elected, that's Jesus. And they can't dethrone him. And He's my God, my Savior, my Lord, my great I Am. Again, here's where we're going to go. In verse 12 it says, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no name under heaven by which men must be saved. Compromise is hitting this verse right head on. And we need to stand against it, Christian. You hear what I called you? Christian. Not Republican and not Democrat. It's about being bold. The wicked flee when no man pursue it, but the righteous are what? Bold as a lion. John chapter 14. Verse 6. 
interesting because I'm hearing all kinds of comments at times on various programs uh, about, uh, uh, in a sense, of Christianity. Uh, you know, we're too rigid, we're too this, we're too that. We're not rigid, we're just doctrinally led. There's nothing about rigidity. We believe what we believe. The Bible. That's right, Pastor. We believe in the blood. And we believe in our testimony. I don't know. I went to a meeting downtown with the Teen Challenge one night at a major hotel. And a bunch of people got up and they talked about how tough their life was. And all it was about the testimony of how they were delivered from drugs and alcohol. How, how some of the girls, there was one that come here one night. She had killed somebody in a car accident to our chemical dependency group. And she said how she was a denominational Christian. And she ended up going to Shakopee Women's Prison. She was charged with, uh, with de- uh, uh, manslaughter. And she ended up, but she got saved. And she said, I'm a free woman. What a privilege it is to come to church. What a privilege it is to say to people, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. It's a privilege. It is an absolute honor to be able to talk to Christians because really what we're going to be doing the next months, the next few years, is laying the groundwork, doing the the work of the Lord here on earth. He's about to return. And you need to be told that. Everything is in order right now for the return of Jesus Christ. He's only waiting for one thing, the precious fruit of the earth the children to be trained in the Ukraine, the people to be born again here and there, for Him to stand, for the, for the body of Christ to stand like the light Christ is and we are. The Bible calls us light. Not compromise. Not compromise. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus told him, I am. I am. Basically, he's saying, just like the Old Testament, he said to, to Moses, tell him the great I, I am that I am sent you. I am that I am. People say, what, what, you know, where do you work? What do you do? I said, I'm a Christian. They said, no, no, what, I mean, what do you do? I said, I, I'm a Christian. My name is Christian Byrne. <laughs> and they just stare at me. You know, a boldness is something that comes because I know who I am. I mean, there's times that I don't witness to everybody. I can walk. People say to me, "Why don't you witness to that one? Why don't you?" I'm not led. I'm led by the Spirit. I'm led by the Spirit of God. Again, on the other side, I know one thing: to fall under the the direction of the church, to work with ministries. It's not about me going along and talking. It's about me being obedient to fulfill their call I'm going to tell you there's great rewards for helping another ministry fulfill their needs and do the work of the ministry I don't need to be in the pulpit I got a pulpit that's never void of dead people I've been going to the streets for 30 some years and I've never seen so many evangelists out there I couldn't find anybody that wasn't saved 
Matter of fact, it's very void out there. Because I'm called to do that, you may not be called. But you tell me where it says in the Scriptures where God places in the bo- them in the body as it pleases Him and He gives everyone a particular grace to do a work. Well, one person said, I'm called to sit at home. I said, have you won your couch to the Lord yet? <laughs> If we could see the treasure that's laid up for in heaven for us, the Bible says there's a soul winner's crown. There's a soul winner's crown. And a church that has that vision of winning souls is going to be enriched by the heaven's riches. And any ministry that, that, that wins souls that is focused on that is going to have heaven backing them up. I, I just know that that's accurate. But the attack on Jesus' name. The attack on the body of Christ. For those who believe. I don't know how much resistance I've had from different types of groups of people in a sense of talking to me about the gifts of the Spirit. And I said to them, I don't care if you believe it or not. I believe it and that's what I'm hanging my hat on. I'm I'm hanging it on all the gospel. I'm hanging it where Jesus took me, Jesus saved me, Jesus blessed me, Jesus healed me, Jesus guided me, He's put my mind back together. He's Lord of all. And we got an absolute mandate, like this church does, to preach the gospel. And it's entirety the depth and the wisdom and the knowledge of God. And to do it in a way that we have convicting power from the Holy Spirit. Mary was telling uh, uh, the pastor about a great big guy out on the street yelling at me at at a bus stop. Screaming, you can't talk to people like that. And I heard inside of me, just stand still and watch and see what happens. So he's yelling, he's right in my face, spitting in my face. Yelling at me, screaming at me, you can't be out here. And he walked a couple steps to the side. And he broke and he started crying. And he said, forgive me, forgive me. You're doing what God has called you to do. That was the power of God. Hunger. You know, you're talking about dying to self. If you have no hunger to do it, you'll just eat more. Not get bigger in the spirit. Just get bigger. I hunger all the time for a relationship with God. I hunger all the time. Mary walked me, see me get up in the middle of the night, I'm walking back and forth, just saying, God, I need it from you, I need it, yet I don't get it from you, I can't get it from anybody. Because it's got to come from Him to change me. I tried changing myself. I tried, I mean, I, I tried staying in the basement and this little room was a root cellar. I could stay down and pray for hours. And I'm just trying to change me. I kept looking at the I'm not changing. It takes God to do that. And it takes a conviction that we want to change. 
We got drug addicts coming into the group here and people that have coming in. We had one in the group here, not last night, but the night before. His name is Aaron. He just went through drug treatment at uh, Hazleton. This is his second time through there. And he sat right next to Wayne and Patty. He come into the service. He's hungry for God because he found love and kindness here. And something even more greater. Felt, not more greater, but it, that's fellowship. And we need that to happen over and over. You know, it's interesting that if you take and you weigh it, we serve uh, the God, and it says His name is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nissi, Jehovah Sid Canoe, Jehovah Shama. These are all names for Christ. These are all the epitome of what Christ stands for. The Lord our healer, the Lord our blessing, the Lord our peace, the Lord our God. He's the one that's going to change the world. He's the one that's got the power. And in resident in us, the Bible says we're bought and paid for with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And we're the temple of God because He bought us. And the temple of God should act like God. The temple of God, you do temple work because Jesus is the power. He's the resurrection. What are you going to do with it? You're going to sit on it, just sit there and let it do nothing, or are you going to stand your ground to do what the Bible has told you to do? Go preach the gospel to every creature, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. These are things you're ordained to do. Jesus at the right hand, are you going to do it, or are you going to sit like a bump on a log? I could have said toad on a log, but I didn't say Where to move for God? They moved by night and by day. And there was a cloud by day and a pillar of fire. I believe the fire of God, like Pastor Dennison is praying, the fire, a lot of people say, what does he mean fire, fire? Has he got matchsticks? What's he got? He's got a, what's he going to do, light me on? They don't even know at times what you're praying. But if one blows up at the pulpit and starts on fire, they'll know. <laughs> this is an hour for this church this is an hour for this church and the people that are belonging to it this is the hour and the power of God Almighty for River Valley Christian Church for the ministries that are attached to it working through it and the main headquarters is here this is a hub for the Lord Jesus Christ this is a going and coming out place designated by God Almighty and we need to receive it and do it and He'll empower it in Jesus name thank you Hallelujah. Now here's the deal. Oh, not for the Holy Ghost. Not for the Holy Ghost. Now you might be thinking, well, we, we had Pastor Dan pray for the, the two churches so far and and just so you know, just so you know, Pastor Dan and Claudia prayed for our staff the other morning during one of the prayer times, stirring up the apostolic gift in us. Now you might be thinking I don't know that Vern needs any more fire. I, I I don't know if we need Vern to have any more fire. But I know Vern, and he'll take all the fire he can get. And there is it. It isn't about ranking. It's not about position. It's about anointings. 
And this man and this woman are hungry for the anointings of God. Because the anointings of God allows them to be who God's called them to be. To walk in the fullness of it. So will you guys come up? I'd like Pastor Dan and Claudia to, to pray for you. To stir, stir up. <laughs> Anybody else who loves, cherishes these guys who want to stand with them, why don't you guys come on up also. Hallelujah. Let's surround them. Let's stand with them. <laughs> oh. oh. The drunker I stand here, the longer I get. <laughs> because of the fire. Because of the fire. Many, 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 many more shall burn like burn. They shall burn like Vern and Mary. Alongside. Inside. That fire. To be expelled and people delivered. Immediately. And drop to their knees as you've seen before. For I've placed within you an open door to declare my word, to expel my fire to those whom I send you. You'll go higher and higher and higher and higher and the higher you go the more you shall know because your heart listens closely and intently to me and that's why I've filled you and caused you to walk in victory because no man you fear only me alone. Many don't understand, but to you I have shown the way, the truth, and the life. It's been shown to you and your precious wife. So remain ever closer more diligently submitted to me and you shall see great revival it's been seen by few 
but now it's begun. And it will burn through you and those who surround you. This fire I'm imparting is my Holy Ghost fire. My day of Pentecost fire. But when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one place and in one accord as we are now. And suddenly they appeared upon their head separated tongues like as of fire. And it was my glory. It was my glory. It was my glory that filled and ignited the fire within my son Peter. 3,000 in one message. And you will see more. <laughs> because I, the Lord your God, have opened the door. Woo-hoo! Glory. 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 Go in my name and proclaim. Proclaim salvation to those that you've run into and the fullness. For they'll need the fire. They'll need the fire. They'll need the fullness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said to him, these words, advancement in the territories, not just a territory, advancement in the territories, advancement in the territories. And Lord says too, this, that you're in a season of fullness, fullness of operations, fullness of demonstrations, fullness, fullness, fullness. Words coming forth as fire and words going out as fire. Words, words from heaven that so penetrate, that so penetrate, that so penetrate. Fullness, fullness, fullness of God in display. Fullness, fullness. It's like, that wasn't Vernon Mary. That was God there. That was God showing up. That was God. That was God in yielded vessels. That was God in them. That was God coming out in fullness, in fullness. Fullest expression of Jesus out of you. Fullest expression out of Jesus out of both of you. The fullness, the fullness, the fullness in this season. Season, season of fullness, of fullness. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. I thank you, Father, for the con- the completion of connections. Father, I thank you this is a part of the plan, that there is our connections. There are connections, and there is a working of the Holy Spirit that is changing hearts, changing minds, changing borders, and there will be a connecting, and there will be completion, completion of connections that have been ordained, and some of them have been derailed, but they will come break the last or break the last hombre, hombre, ha ha, con because the reigning of the Spirit will restore the castistio, the reigning of the Spirit will restore the clamanesto, the clamanesto, and you will see atole, where your heart has desired to connect a There will be completion. There will be not not all, but there will be vital completion of connections 
Kodurestai that will cause a channel un great amaliasto, great haha Moshe triasto that will flood the Brekinina, that will flood the Brekinina, and it will cause a sweeping candose e breken on balastai, a sweeping ha kodiasta amito. And where there had been in areas plowing, there will be a sweeping ha kundaleistaninaina. Glory to God. 